Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Christian with Centric Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Michael. She is the DISCO. Can you tell us what DISCO stands for? It's Deputy's Chief Information Security Officer for Louisville, Kentucky. It's the coolest title ever. Um, And you have been at your specific position for two years now? A little over two years. And it's an interesting city because... uh, well, first of all, it's it's very technologically advanced. Uh, the uh, we won the award for top innovation technology uh, at a very city in the United States, and that was last year. This year, we came in I think second place for another award with technology. So we are pretty well advanced. And that what that does is it causes challenges for cybersecurity, you know, because we we do have quite a bit, and we have twenty nine agents. Three police departments, the fire department, the zoos. I would say the fire department, but say with the, zoo, the three police departments. We have the zoo, we have uh, the science center. Oh, amazing. So you have a lot of varied issues at those locations. I hadn't thought of that. I thought hadn't thought about physical locations. And even so. the Bell of Louisville. Oh, because well, they take PCI, taking credit cards. Of course. I mean, it's everywhere. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Everywhere. And I don't want information security. Um, so that's why I, the Girl Scouts now have it as a uh, they, they they get cybersecurity badges they can take. That's hilarious. Um, so what's interesting to me about your background is that um, you have been in the cybersecurity world for pretty much as long as it's been around. Um, and of course, best practices change and grow every year, if not you know every week in in your field. So if you could talk about some of the practices that you've set up um, based on your past experience, I think I, I would love to hear. Well, about actually, the I'd love to say I set them up. But uh, when I arrived, it was an interesting situation. My uh, The CISO was going on active duty for 18 months. He had been oh. called to the Cybersecurity uh, Warfare Division in D.C. And uh, he was still working in the evenings, but I was taking over all of the day duties. And uh, we hadn't met actually until after the 18 months except for a few little uh, video calls here and there and my interview online. And uh, so it was an interesting situation. So when I came in, they had the setup in place for most part. And it is an excellent setup, the way it's set up. We have a small, we're under the CIO, and I know that there's been a lot of discussions on should the cybersecurity be separate? Should they report to uh, somebody else separately than the CIO? Here it works well. Uh, we happen to have a chief information officer who is uh, very, very uh, abreast of cybersecurity uh, and, and very concerned with it. And at the same time, is well aware of all of the technology and everything in place. So what we have is uh, we have our day team and our day team has a, a number of people that handle um, events. And, you know, let's face it, as every city in the United States is being uh, uh constantly um targeted yes. you know it, it's it's uh it's a prime thing to get into uh you know data data is something that everybody wants and so that's a key thing and and what's interesting is we have that but we also started a security operations center ourselves we brought it in-house literally the month that the day that i started oh, wow. and, and uh so that that's been an interesting uh challenge because we had new people coming on uh, all 100% new team from scratch. After you started? Yeah, the week I started, yes. <laughs> so you inherited technology and a brand new team at the same time? Yes, 
Yeah, it was it was really nice. But again, my, my the CIO the CIO CISO was working in the evenings. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was, uh, and the CIO was still here. So you know, I had certainly had uh, people I could run to and say, um, "By the way, what have you done in the last ten years? You know, what what's the history here?" Yeah, totally. Well, speaking of history, how do you feel like? yourself and your organization um, is able to keep up on continuously educating themselves on the cybersecurity topics that are bound to face you in the next month, year, you know, five-year period? I'm very blessed. Uh, The city allows me to take one week a month off during the day, because we have a 24-hour operation, one week a month off during the day where I actually go and teach ISO certification courses around the world. So in November, I was teaching in Saudi Arabia. In uh, uh, February, I was teaching uh, in Fiji. And in Saudi Arabia, I was teaching for Samref, the largest oil refinery in the world. And in Fiji, I was teaching for uh, cyber personnel from such companies such as Fiji Water and others. So I listened to my students who are actually CISOs. I've taught this CISO course in South Africa. So it's been a really interesting two years. But then I work, I start, so I finish, as soon as I finish there, my hours there, I immediately start my date time because it's different time shifts. So I'm still on at 8.30 for my first call in the morning. Uh, so it, it's, uh, I finished in Saudi Arabia at 4.30, uh, started here at 8.30. And to answer your question said, okay, this is what we covered in the new class today because I will get those slides from uh uh I teach mainly for PECB and I teach for their their uh resellers around the world and it is constantly we're taking everything from I'll just give you some of the topics here. I just happen to have uh, something here I had to put out my what my certifications were for uh updating our records at work. So I have environmental science. I teach the uh project management I teach the uh, business continuity. I'm teaching uh, the um, privacy management. I'm teaching cybersecurity. I'm teaching uh, the uh, asset management, quality management. So every time I'm teaching something, I get all the new materials, and that helps tremendously. Absolutely. Now that's for me, and I can bring that back to the team. And we have changed quite a bit from as the new standards changes. So this keeps me up to speed on, and that's one of the things that the city liked was they said, we'll always, cause we do, we are an ISO shop essentially. Uh, we do the ISO 2701. We're doing gap analysis against 2701 and 2702. We're also updating based on asset management 5501. We're looking at the environmental management. So we're looking at, we're bringing all of that into the city. So it's a very, um, unique situation in that we are running it the same as any international corporation would. That's amazing. It sounded like a nice benefit to have a week off a month, but it actually- Well, I work nights. It's just, I just have the day off. Like a 12 hour work day. So it wasn't so much. So it's 16 hour work days actually. So. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I cannot, I cannot imagine. Um, So do you have the, um, uh, are you, is that curriculum for you kind of ever changing based on the things that you're hearing in the classroom from people? And yes, it, it, it is. And so we're, we're updating things as, as a thing, as they change, as things say, that's a great idea. We should incorporate that. Plus I happen to be in uh, the cybersecurity collaboration forum. I've spoken at CDO magazine, you know, their, their conference 
experiences, of course, and uh, have attended uh, ISACA and ISSA and other other you know groups out there. I'm also in the uh, uh, New Jersey ISC2 chapter, and it's I know I'm in Louisville, but the New Jersey chapter has an international audience. So they started at 30 people prior to COVID. And now I think they're up to like 300 people. The num- they've got listed as the number one chapter in the world because they do have speakers from all over the world. They do have, uh, you know, one of my students from the Caribbean said, well, I might as well join that chapter. I have all these other people coming in. I've got people coming from all over the world that I met at conferences. I just came back from an international conference in Paris where we were covering AI and all the things. And they were... Mm-hmm. Um, 40 different nationalities represented. Wow. So we had all of the continents. We had everyone and they're saying, and what's the issues and what's going on? And I actually was very honored to be on their panel. I spoke on privacy management uh, on the panel and it was uh, uh, very blessed. And, and the um, uh, so it, it, it's a uh, conference that I like to go to because it's very international. I try to go once a year if I can. How many conferences do you think that you average in a year? You know, it depends. I we, we don't really go to a lot of conferences per se, unless we're speaking at them per se. Okay. Uh, this conference I happen to attend. I do go to the CDO magazine. I'll go to another one. We look at we look at where they are and the best use of the hours. Oh, of course, yes, that makes total sense. So, uh, you know, and where, where they come, and also the uh, uh, many of the meetings, like ISC two chapters, those meetings are in the evenings, and other meetings are all in the evenings. So we try to get things that have their meetings in the evenings so that we're not uh, disrupting our schedule during the day. But we also have, have uh, uh, we have someone that just got promoted, you know, the he'll be he's day on taking the CISSP course, you know, so we were we trying to give him some time to do that. But it is, um, and I'm studying right now with three certifications. When I reason I went to Paris originally was because I was uh, doing a two-part course as a uh, certified CISO, which is a new course. And it's for people that have been CISOs for at least five years or more and taking it to the next level to the future. That's So amazing. what's going to happen in 10 years, what's going to happen in 20 years. And that's what the course is, is covering. So I did two days online that I had to fly to Paris for two days, had to, it was really tough, but I had to fly to Paris <laughs> to, uh, I should say, I got to fly to Paris for two days <laughs> yeah. to take the other two day course. And then I stayed for the conference. Oh, wonderful timing. Um, well, speaking of the next five to 10 years and AI, which you mentioned both in the in the last question, um, what do you foresee as some of the short and long-term challenges that AI are yeah. presenting to information yeah. security? Well, we just put a policy in that says no chat GPT allowed uh, within the, the with the, because, uh, however, it used personally, no problem. Sure. But not for work, not a on your work computers and such. Uh, we will have a, an exception if some a department specifically has to have it for some specific reason, but that, that would have to go through our change control. And, and so that would be a treated as if a, a new thing. So that's coming to the process because uh, the problem is there was a, uh, and I, I think ChatGPT is great. I'm not you know saying it's not. However, uh, it's only been recently that they said that they will not use your information for training their AI. And, and that is about a paid subscription. And if you remember to click the box. And so uh, in the past, there was a uh, 
executive from a civilian company who uh, uploaded one of his past PowerPoint presentations and asked them to put that into a report. Mm. It had confidential data from his organization that now is fed to ChatGPT. And because he, did, he, used a free, he used a free version. And then there was a, uh, it was made the papers. So the, uh, not that anything happened, but uh, it was uh, when it recognized he made papers. And there was, uh, so situations along those lines, we want to make sure our, that, uh, uh, you know, our cybersecurity works in different areas, not unlike others. We make sure we're covering the business continuity, making sure there's disaster recovery plans for our data centers, making sure there's business continuity. And normally that's under a separate section, but we kind of incorporate all of that into what we're doing from the, the data point of view. And we're very actively involved with the uh, the chief data officer. We, are, we, you know, we actually helped uh, work on the policies together for data sharing. And so we work very collaboratively. And then uh, Enterprise Architecture, who of course has the, runs the data centers and such, you know, we're working collaboratively on coming up with joint policies so we everything is going to be um, a chain. Wonderful. I want to thank you, Michael, for joining us today. Um, and you can visit cdomagazine.tech for other interviews, probably including some more with you. Christian, thank you so very much for today. I always appreciate the opportunity to be with CDO Magazine. It's a, a great organization and certainly a great magazine. And the conferences are next to none. Absolutely fabulous. Highly recommend them. I'll see you at the next one. Absolutely. I'll be there for sure. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.